0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Week 9 Not Bad for a Running Pod podcast. We are live coming at you, Josh, Jared, Micah, Ben, Kunis couldn't make it here tonight. He had some uh, prior engagements he had to uh, go to, but uh, he is here uh, with us in spirit. <laughs> not, the, not gonna make it sound like he's dead, but he he's he's alive. Alive. His presence he's is alive. felt. His presence is felt. <laughs>
1: we've, got his, um, we've
0: got his jersey. Yeah, we got his, side his, side just, right? we got his jersey hanging up. <laughs> um, so I, you know, we usually start off with some quick thoughts this week uh, for our fantasy league. Um, you guys have anything to say about it? Cause I certainly have something to say, but I'll let you guys go first. <laughs>
2: um, I just want to say my team is the fantasy version of air yards. I can never seem to connect on my freaking picks. <laughs> so it's like the effort is there. And the points are there. I had, I started my ideal lineup and everybody else had started their ideal lineups. I would have been the week high but just my freaking luck that the one time I give Emmanuel Sanders the go ahead, he goes, yeah, that yeah, yeah, the one Sanders. time you bench <laughs> Mari Cooper, of course. <laughs> I like, I can't not take it personally at this point. So yeah, that's you're, all just... uh, are you 11th right
0: now? Right?
2: Yeah. Yes. Oh
0: gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> number you're one. One. I enough, so I needed two number ones. <laughs>
1: You already knew that, Josh. You Wanted to hear him say.
0: <laughs> I kind of, kind of did. Uh, um, Jared, Micah, you guys got anything? You guys played each other, right?
3: We did. Yes, it was a. That's nice right. Day. You
0: guys did play each other. Who won? It uh, was a
3: bad week. Your boy, of course. Jared won, of course, without a doubt. Jared won. Jared, Jared won. He
1: had his Micah week where you know everybody just kind of goes off against me. Next week though, who, who do you play next week? I play Josh this guy he plays me congratulations <laughs> josh on <and> your win <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're gonna see it tomorrow i went i sat there and looked at the scores for my opponents and then what they did the next week and it will shock you <laughs> <laughs> it's actually unbelievable mike oh, I, my I hope
2: you do realize that i am at, currently i have the most points against so you are not alone in this predicament. Where I'm not, I'm them. not, I'm not saying that I'm the. Most I also have the impressed.
3: second most points. Again. I'm just yeah. saying
2: that I'm just saying that the week after
1: somebody plays me, they just tank. Take Ryan for example. I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll talk about that. Or maybe Josh, you want to mention <laughs> that? Uh, you put up 85 <laughs> in a win. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah,
0: I had my worst week of the season by far. It was ugly. Um, but to counter your point, Micah, after I beat you. I've been on a six-game winning streak, so I I guess I'm I'm not bothered by that curse. Going on seven, hopefully. Um, I had an ugly week, um, as did my opponent, who almost put up our league low ever.
3: (laughs) He did. (laughs) He was saved by a questionable,
0: questionable, questionable reception from Dalton Schultz. Um, But, yeah, overall, it was a rough week. We're moving on. We got Jared, and, uh, yeah, that's about it for the – Fantasy thoughts. Um, let's get into it, boys. Um, I think we all know what we're going to start off with, and it's probably the same topic we started off with last week, and that's the AFC being in absolute chaos right now. Holy shit. The Jets did it, boys. The Jets <laughs> did it again. More... They pulled off a major upset, <laughs> beat White. the Bengals at home. <laughs> yes. Uh, Trevor uh, took a trip out there. It was at the game with Eric and Shully. Um, and had to see it in person. I mean, I couldn't imagine flying all the way there and <laughs> watching my team lose to a one-win team. That's the pretty Jets. brutal to say the least. What a waste. <laughs> what a waste but, of a flight out there. <laughs> yeah. But I guess uh I guess we're now we now have a new one overall uh, uh team in the AFC. It's now the Titans. Um wow. but what are you guys' thoughts on the AFC? I mean Going uh, with the recent trend, we should be seeing uh, another major shakeup this week. But uh, what, do you, what do you guys see from this weekend, and especially with the, uh, the 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 Bengals taking a big L
2: in New York? So what's the uh, what's the rule called? I'm I'm drawing a blank on. It. It's like the the rule of it's like, I don't know. It's like deductive reasoning. Like this team beats this team, but that pe- team lost to that transitive team. property. Yeah. So, transitive. imagine <laughs> trying to apply the transitive property VAFC now.
1: Doesn't matter. The Jets. Also, yeah. The yeah, but the Jets Jets are that's the and that's my point.
2: yes. That's my point. This is <clears throat> the same thing goes for the Jets. Who have they lost to? So, everyone else. Yeah, Falcons. <laughs> I just for some reason the first thing that came to mind was the transitive property. Like this would be an absolute nightmare to try and diagram this right now because. Who's lost to who? Who hasn't lost to who? I mean, regardless, the point is it's a shakeup. uh, We are nowhere closer to figuring out the hierarchy than we were last week, really. The Titans look good, but they've just lost lost Derrick Henry. That is a massive loss. Pretty much the entire dual threat to their offense pretty much out the window. We'll see what McNichols and Peterson do. Adrian Peterson, though.
3: Hold on.
1: AD all day. I think you mean Jeremy and McNichols, but yeah, AD would be a <laughs> nice role.
2: That little AD tandem you all is think? about to that, that tandem's about to get them uh, you know maybe half of what Derrick Henry would get them on a normal day. So I don't see the Titans being a long-standing one seed, but uh, who knows? You know, every single time I've tried to predict something this year, logic has kind of thrown it back in my face. Every time, every single time I tried to chat. Shit to Josh, the Colts decided to blow a 22 point lead and then yes, I had to say yes s- didn't wall though. <laughs> I think it's nuts. That's my take.
1: Um yeah, I don't really it's such a mess right now. I don't I don't know what to say. There's like the Bills maybe. I think the Bills have like the best losses. They've lost to the Steelers week one. And then they lost at Tennessee. So maybe you think that they are the team to beat. The Ravens have lost. Who was their other loss? They got shit on by the Bengals. Oh, that's right. Raiders week one overtime. The The Raiders Raiders are the second
3: seed in the AFC now because of that one. The Raiders are the
1: two seed. So, like, it's just weird. There's no teams that have, like, not disappointed except for the Bills. I wouldn't call either of those losses too bad. But like, the Bengals, a lot of lot of talk about the Bengals being this crazy like feel good story. We've waited so long for this, and they've lost to the Bears. So they have lost to Matt Nagy. They lost to Mike White, and then they lost to the Packers because their kicker. They could have the won. Goal. It yeah, could have won, but their go- the best rookie kicker of all time missed, like, four in a row. And then <laughs> the best like the rookie Steelers, kicker. The Steelers are in the playoffs right now. The Chargers are in the playoffs, four and three. And then you have the Patriots, Browns, Chiefs, and Broncos at four and four sitting on the outside. And so like, what? they
0: just lost again, too. The Chargers just lost to the Patriots. They and the did. Chargers
1: just lost to the yeah. Patriots. So it's just, like, such a jumble in the middle. Like... The Chiefs, the Chiefs could be the one seed, you know, if they just get hot or something. If Mahomes figures his shit out finally, then they're only two games out of the one seed. It's kind of ridiculous yeah. to think of this deep into the season. So I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess, looking at the NFC, it's like they took a page out of the AFC's book this week and decided, hey, let's shake things up too, because we saw the Cardinals undefeated, they took their first L. The Buccaneers got beat by the Saints. Who saw that coming? Holy crap! Trevor Simeon. Uh, what was it? Uh, Trevor Simeon coming in baby. for Jameis. Northwestern baby, Evan's yeah.
1: finest, Trevor Simeon.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just comes in there and man, they made uh, they made Tom Brady look forty-four for sure. Um, and that defense was lost. But the NFC, on the other hand, you know, this things are starting to get a little shaky there too. Um, they're not nearly as bad as the AFC, but. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that this week? Um, I was honestly extremely, extremely shocked by the Cardinals' uh, Cardinals' loss too, and um, AJ Green uh, pulling off the good old—I thought it was a run play—to mess that one up, but still is a huge win for the Packers. Um, Jared, what do you think?
3: Um, I don't know if I would say I was shocked that the Arizona Cardinals lost because they were going against Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers in prime time. I. Yeah, they could have won the game if AJ Green turned around and caught the ball for the touchdown. But going into the game, Kyler Murray wasn't 100%. He didn't really look like himself last week. And so it was kind of hard to trust Kyler Murray against Aaron Rodgers, kind of thing. So I, I'm not shocked that the Packers won this game. So, but it like in terms of the NFC, it's not really shaken up like the AFC is because you still got your top teams. Although this, the Panthers are creeping back. They were up at the top and not at the bottom. So I mean there's a little bit of shakeup, but not like the AFC.
0: What really quick, um, I think the biggest turning point in that game was Rondale Moore, Purdue's finest, literally messing up two straight plays <laughs> that gave the Packers great field position. And um what, 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 let's say that he he's not out there, he's not existing. Uh, I really feel like it would have been different because he basically gave them one was a muffed punt and the other was the interception that bounced off his hands. So I think those two really changed it as well and gave the Packers great opportunities to score.
1: Yeah. So at to Jared's point, Kyler looked even more hurt than when he started the game, he was like on the ground, could barely walk after the game. So if he can't run and I had him in fantasy last year, and he kind of tamed when he wasn't able to use his legs as did the offense and as did the Cardinals. Um, I'm a little bit worried about them without JJ Watt. The defense is still amazing. Chandler Jones is, and and Buda Baker are holding things down, but I feel like every year the Cardinals just kind of choke tail off towards the end of the year, and it really depends on Kyler's health. If he isn't able to run, because that's such a big part of their offense, is that running game, um, I don't know if I trust him to be able to throw for 300 yards every single time. Um, I'm not sure what their schedule looks like, um, but I – You know they're tied with the Rams. They have the head-to-head for now, but um, I guess we'll see. You know, I just I just don't know if they are the team to beat right now. I don't know if the Packers are the team to beat right now either. It's just we talked about it last week. There's the top six, and then everybody else. Like Jared said, the Panthers are at the top of. I agree. Right now, the Bears are in 13th place in the NFC and yet are one game out of the playoffs. Oh, my God. uh, Oh, Justin Fields starting to warm up. Justin Fields is pretty good. We'll get to that, I'm sure. But It's not Justin um,
2: Fields. It's Matt Nagy not coaching. And then you guys go, oh, Justin Fields is actually really good.
1: He is good. They didn't cover, unfortunately. Like, I changed my pick because of that. But, (laughs) you know, what what can you do? Um, I still think the Rams are the team to beat in the NFC. I don't think it's worth talking about anything other than, like, a few teams at the top because the NFC is so top-heavy. I think the Rams are the best of that bunch, and they just got Von Miller. What do you think about that? Oh that tip, my God! Just got I've been saying this whole time. I've been riding the Rams' bandwagon. Anybody want to jump on before it's too late? <sighs> wow, well,
2: hey, that's hey, insane. I, I like them a lot too. I, I, yeah, I definitely think the Rams are uh, really ramping it up, and I think Von miller's going to be a great add. A little bit of a concern with his health, but I mean, when he's on the field, you're Who do you – well, I mean, yes, you focus on Donald, but Aaron Donald, but then you've got Von Miller penetrating. And
3: uh, then Leonard Ford on the other side.
2: Yeah, that entire team is – Penetrating. Pick your poison. Um, I did kind of want to backtrack to Micah talking about the rushing – component just because I think it's a a little bit of an honorable mention we know how good Aaron Jones is I myself as an Aaron Jones fantasy owner know exactly how good he is but AJ Dillon and the reason I wanted to bring him up is because two was it two weeks ago or last week we were talking about the difference that a just a solid driving running back can make in an offense with the Chiefs so you know, Clyde wasn't taken by the uh, wasn't taken by the Chiefs, and they picked someone like J.T. or DeAndre Swift. That ability to just drive through and pound the rock, AJ Dillon was. I think it was a bit of a, I think it was a bit of a component, just a part of the game plan. They didn't have Devonte Adams; they had to make do with what they had. But it, it, yeah, he he split with Aaron Jones, but he added an entire component to their offense that I think they really benefited from when they didn't have those outside options. So I I had to give him an honorable mention because that was a ridiculous performance. AJ
3: Dillon's squads are massive. They are tree trunks. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah, The NFC definitely um, um, really top heavy still, but uh, it was interesting to see some, a little bit of upsets this week. Um, And for the AJ Dillon, I think we can all agree we saw some Pete Carroll-esque play calling on the goal line there when they literally kept trying to run it in with Aaron Jones the whole time instead of just handing it off to freaking A.J. Dillon, this monster <laughs> of our running back. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, we were all giving him shit for
2: that. Aaron Jones is one of the most efficient red zone um, running backs or goal line running backs. So I don't disrespect the decision. That's not a biased thing. I understand you can't it really pretty, the quads. It sounds pretty Rose? biased. That is very uh, well, biased. I mean, Troy Aikman. I mean, H- that's, that's the lie stats don't lie. He is one of the most efficient goal line threats, but I mean, you guys, you go with what you want to talk about.
1: Josh, before you quote Troy Aikman, just realize what you're about to quote and back yourself up with. I I know
2: about
0: the quote. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Troy, Troy Aikman, like, literally a drive earlier, was just talking about, he's like, well, the Packers realize what Aaron Jones' body type is like, and it can only take so many hits. It's not that powerful. And then <laughs> on the goal line, I'm just sitting there, I'm just like, damn, Troy, you might be a little right on this one. It's up there on the goal line. Why is A.J. Dillon not coming in? Why is A.J. Dillon not coming in?
1: A.J. Dillon is 250 pounds of pure matzo ball because he is Jewish. Shout out A.J. Dillon. <laughs> and then just put him in yeah. there.
0: He would get.
2: It. Just I was put okay him in it. there.
1: I was okay with it. I had I had some ride on Aaron Jones, but it yeah. didn't. It, I mean, and they won, you know, so it worked out in the end. They won the turnover yeah. battle. That's all. That's really all I have to do. To keep the well, I'll
0: moving on. I'll tell you who didn't win this week. We have a lot of L's taken. Um, <laughs> what is with the all star injuries this week? It has been a cascade since Sunday. Um, we have Derrick Henry. Michael Thomas today, officially out for the season. Oh, Packers okay. got COVID issues. Giants got COVID issues. And then uh, the most shocking of them all was Calvin Ridley. This is not necessarily an in- injury, but Calvin Ridley stepping away from football due to uh, uh, work on his mental health. Um, I know that we all have interest. Um, I know some of us in here are owners of said players. Um, but just want to get you guys' to thoughts on some of these, what you guys think. I'm just going to go ahead and just say uh, to all Derrick Henry owners, um, rest in peace, your fantasy season. It's 100% <laughs> a nice over, run. I guarantee it. It was a nice run. Um, we pre- we hope that Derrick Henry comes back more powerful than ever, but six to 10 weeks is not looking too hot for fantasy owners. Uh, maybe the Titans uh, are still in some kind of playoff contention. That'll definitely help them out, obviously. But as far as the fantasy season, we only got six weeks left. Most Leagues are probably be wrapped up. So, R.I.P. Especially you, Ryan. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> but uh, what are you guys' thoughts on some of these? Uh, any any of them that you really want to talk about? I know Micah probably wants to hit this Calvin Ridley subject, um, him being the was, Calvin Ridley owner. But
2: I was yeah. going to say, let's throw it over to Micah first. I I really want to get yeah. your take on the, the Calvin Ridley
1: debacle. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, it was just. It was more shocking than anything to see that at like ten thirty on Sunday morning, I'm getting ready to um, watch some football. And then my second round pick says that he's just not playing anymore for an undisclosed reason. And I was like, as any good fantasy owner does went straight to Twitter to try to get to Falcons beat Twitter um, to see what the heck was going on. And nobody really knew. And so that kind of made me, and this was before he announced that he was like stepping away. This is just like when it was still um so fresh and well not fresh it was just like a complete unknown um and i don't know like people were worried about him they just didn't know what like what the deal was if he was sick or injured but um i just hope he finds whatever he needs if you feel the need to do that um i can commend that i can respect you understanding um what your body and your mentals needs, and that comes before football. So it's disappointing from a fantasy perspective because I fucking love Calvin Ridley as a football player. Um But I feel like I'm like speaking at his eulogy. The man's fine. He's just, <laughs> just, just not playing. Gone too soon. Yeah, he's not playing football for a little bit. And like, I mean, I people, you know, I saw people on Twitter and TikTok, and they're talking about like, "Fuck Calvin Ridley" because he's oh well, yeah, those and are, I needed him. Those you know, are I needed kids, him in are kids. I know. Like. It's like fucking losers saying that shit, but it's sad to see. It's sad to see for my team, but mostly I'm just hoping that he can um, he finds whatever he needs. So that's that's all I have to say, and that's that's really all you, that's really all you can do. All right, someone get Micah a tissue. <laughs> I would love a tissue. I cried it out on Sunday already. What the thing about Derrick Henry? I wanted to say before we move on to some of the other ones. Um, I feel like this was just kind of waiting to happen. Every major, big running it. back, Body every running back, it. just you just think that you know the guy like Derrick Henry. What is he like? 6'3",
2: 260 or something? Six maybe? two two. I think he's he's six two two fifty.
1: So I just looked it up. They list him at six two two thirty five, and that That's just can't no be. Way. Right. That's, a <laughs> no way. That's
0: a lie. No, no. Like, I, don't think,
1: I don't think he's missed a game or if he hasn't it hasn't been many or back-to-backs and he had so many carries he had like over a thousand carries at alabama i think he had a thousand carries in high school like eventually eventually that takes a toll no matter how big and strong and you know superhuman you are like eventually lebron (laughs) gets some injuries it just happens especially for running backs so
0: don't compare derrick henry to lebron don't don't do him like that
3: yeah derrick henry's way better than that come on now
0: yeah lebron's compared to derrick henry uh, <laughs> oh, one of them's got four rings. But
1: anyway, I was just comparing their physique. One yeah, of them the one
0: could stiff arm him into his grave. Probably. <laughs> I'm, I'm just com- I'm
1: just comparing their athletic. Like LeBron is just just so. I i what you're saying. I go. Just saying. Yeah. Fair so enough. it's just weird to to finally see that happen because it happens to everybody. It happened to Saquon a little bit earlier than we had hoped to happen to CMC. I was unlucky. That's unlucky. Yeah, but. Um, like a foot injury. That's not unlucky. That's no. just, that's just usage. Yeah. Um, so it's disappointing to see, but I can't say that I'm not surprised.
0: Before we move on any further, I mean, obviously we still talk about this. I just want to quickly ask, he was, I was reading an article on it. He was technically on pace to possibly surpass the greatest record in football, which is the all-time rushing record. He was on pace to do it. Do you guys think that this uh, this leave is going to hurt his chances of doing it? And that being said, it was going to be like another, like, it was like six to eight seasons or something like that, that he still had a chance at it. But that was averaging two separate things. But do you guys think that he still has a chance at it? Or do you think this injury is going to kind of put him in a place where he won't be able to ever
2: get back on that pace for the rest of his career? Um... Bean? Bean? I think it, I think I, I'd love to say, well, I think there is a chance. I don't think you can ever say. you know, never say never. It's such a slippery slope when it comes to running backs, because we can always fall into this trap of, yeah, it won't be long-term and fingers crossed because the league is better when Derrick Henry is doing Derrick Henry things. In my opinion, I, I, we've never seen anybody that big move that fast. And it's just entertaining every single time he touches the ball. But there's there's a part of me that is that has this skepticism now that when it comes to a running back dealing with an injury of this magnitude, there's always just this sense in the back of my head that it's going to happen again. And considering his size, considering the impact, and yeah, he he kind of delivers it more to the the linebackers and the the cornerbacks in terms of the impact but he gets hit a lot and so six to eight seasons if their projections are correct with someone that big I really cause for concern I think he'll have like another good season or two but you know the, the running back shelf life is so short these days, you think of people that you draft in and you're like, yeah, these are the game changers. Then four years time when their contract, their rookie contracts up, you're right back in the market for a new one because it just cycle through. So I don't know. I don't think you can get anybody like Derek Henry, but I, I when the first one can lead to the second one, the second, you know, it, it can snowball. And so I am a little nervous, but who knows? He's, he's proven, he's proven us wrong with how durable he's been. For the last few years, I think a lot of us thought it it would have happened by now. Maybe he can prove us wrong again, or me at least.
3: I'll piggyback off that and say, uh, yeah, I don't think he'll be able to either because he had a Jones fracture, and that is very tough to come back for as a running back of his caliber. So I don't know. It depends. I think it just depends on kind of how the Titans approach this. If they try to rush his rehab. You know, because they they gave him a timetable of six to ten weeks, if they try to rush him into that sixth week or seventh week, I think you're just – it's just a ticking time off at that point to re-injury on Derrick Henry's foot. So it it just depends on how the Titans approach. this, but I I don't think he'll be able to get to that rushing record anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean to me that's the great it's the greatest record in all of sport um the alt the rushing record you I mean, look at the guys who've broken it. It's amazing, so I guess my next question would be, remember his like first three seasons he was kind of like a nobody. He was literally like a waiver ad like mm-hmm. that you would just drop. I remember our first year, I drafted him and dropped him in like week five, and then you know he's been on a roll. Do you guys think that like that slow start, mainly because of bad bad coaching staff, their franchise being and complete ruin. Do you think, like, if we would, if do you think that hurt him the most, and like being able to achieve all these records and everything? I mean, obviously, um, he did have a slow start and everything. But do you think it took him till that, like, what was it, three seasons ago, to get to that point, or do you think he had this in him when he was drafted? It was just mostly the Titans organization that held him back from being dominant right out the gate. I think
1: the the one thing that was going to stop him was just the pure volume that he had up until this point, like we said about his, even going back to high school, like you don't think about those, but that takes a toll even for a guy like Derrick Henry. So hundred oh, um, percent. I don't know what you call it. Like Emmitt Smith was, he played 14, 15 seasons. Walter Payton played like 13, 14 seasons. I'm um, Frank Gore is number three. He's played like 50 so, <laughs> and then number four, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders has played nine years in the NFL and he's number oh, four. Yeah, a yeah, yeah, short career. It's just like, so Barry Sanders might be the best behind uh, Walter Payton, of course, but of course, I don't think it really had anything to do with the yards at first. I think maybe that would, you know, that just kind of shifts his spot in history a little bit somewhere in the middle, but. I just don't think that you can be that heavily used and still, especially today um, where injuries are just up just due to how strong and physical the game is now. I just don't think it would have lasted that long. So,
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I think we should move on to another inch or just this COVID situation that's sweeping through the Packers and Giants Um, you know, you kind of, you kind of, we kind of like, you know, have been, uh, for the most part at least, this year has been relatively clean. Last year was a freaking mess. Oh my gosh. Um, but this year, uh, you know, it's kind of, kind of like peeking its head out again. I don't want to talk too much on the politics of the actual pandemic or what's going on, but just mostly like, uh, you know, like what do you guys, uh, do you think this might become a bigger issue with other teams? Do you think this might be more widespread? Um, um, moving forward throughout the rest of the season. But right now, I mean, it looks like we have some little bit of little tiny outbreaks in the uh, Packers and Giants uh, uh, rooms, to say the least.
3: Um, I don't know. I think it was just because this past weekend was Halloween, so probably everyone was out and about with a lot of different people, interacted with a lot of different people. So I think that just could be the direct cause. I don't think we're having, like, an outbreak within the league or, or some widespread or anything like that.
2: Well, let's keep in mind that AJ Green also just tested positive. I haven't heard an update since mm-hmm. I saw that first That's thing. That's true. But yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see. Um, I mean, it's not going to be like last year when the you know teams were fined out the wazoo. You know, I I thought to myself today: Is there any chance that a week gets you know they postpone just an entire week in the NFL? But if they didn't do it last year, they're sure as hell not going to do it. No, this year. No, they forfeit they now. Yeah, they have a much better grasp, and they also just have a much better grasp on it to the point where they wouldn't have their hands forced like that. So, last year was was amazing. Yeah, that, that was, was actually really fun. Wasn't there a Wednesday night game as well? Didn't they even yep. push it that far? Yeah. So I think it was, every, fun. Day it was every
0: night, every night. Ex- I think Saturday was the only day they didn't have a game. Are you I'm sure? Ever. Don't well, they have games had the on Saturdays. Sometimes. I do that for oh, the yeah. sometimes. Oh, yeah, you're right. Then it must have been a Friday. It must have been a Friday then.
1: So that was a positive from last year. Yeah, I think it's with the new rules um, and just, you know, just overall cases are down. I don't think it's going to be much of an issue. And then the only reason that this is a bit of an issue now with a couple teams is because of, like, vaccine statuses. And just if you – like, the rules, if you don't have – if you're unvaccinated, then you need, like – way more stringent, strict, um, tests to give back. And so if you have a little breakout amongst players who aren't vaccinated, then it, you know, um, it takes a little bit more of a toll or it looks, um, more magnified, but I don't think it's really too much of an issue other than, um, so AJ, Green, I didn't see that AJ Green had COVID. Either, also know what he's very really? important too. He has COVID. get <laughs> okay, your know oh, no. man,
0: Oh or, no! <laughs> but
1: yeah just seeing but with Rodgers you know and then remember when Cam got COVID wasn't it, he was either the first one like the first big name player mm-hmm. or it was just like the last morning year of the game. yeah last year it was just like such a big deal because Cam Newton and Aaron okay. Rodgers so I think it's just because it's
3: Rodgers more than more than. Just, else. yeah and he lied about his vaccination status that's
0: <laughs> a piece yeah, of yeah shit I was actually <laughs>
3: Fuck Aaron Rodgers. I was just
0: about to bring that up yeah uh Turns out, yeah, uh, I saw that. I saw that he. Someone said like, "Oh, he he admitted to it. He just didn't word it properly." I'm like, "What the hell's that supposed to mean? Either you say that you are, or you say that you aren't, and you, you either lied or you did it. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Um, but yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, for those of you who live under a rock, is out for is out. Correct. Yeah, he's completely out. He's out. Um, yeah, he's out. Maybe um, for two
3: weeks, even. Yeah, he can't come back till that Saturday, right? Next week? At the earliest, yeah. I
0: believe so. I forget what the rule is. I know if you're vaccinated, if you get, like, two negative, negative tests, tests, like a certain, you hours. can go back sooner. But if you're not, you're, like, out longer, yeah. something like that. It's it's a mess. But uh, I guess uh, anyone else have any comments on all these all-stars and all this crazy stuff happening? Jeez. Jared? Jared?
3: He said, "Uh, immuni- immunizations, or something." He's immunized.
0: Yeah, it was like <laughs> immunized. Oh my god!
3: So I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then I saw, I saw someone post. Uh, your girl, uh, Shailene Woodley, likes to do uh home remedies, natural kind of like the to like oh heal god. when you're sick. So that's everyone's drawing these conspiracies. Uh, it's not,
0: is what I, like one talking, of the cultural right? goop shit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Do you say goop shit? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's literally the name of her company is goop.
1: I don't believe oh, it. Really? Hold
2: on. It's yeah, she, has like,
0: she has like she has like vaginal scented candles. Oh. Uh she like tells people to get stung by bees because you build up like a natural immunization to like the flu. It's the most wild Netflix did a okay, we're not gonna get into it anyway. <laughs> it's just wild stuff. Don't do any of that it's stuff. You it's all watching. false. <laughs> So, just Dude, for everybody, everybody
1: who's listening at this point, we had a production meeting on how to reach a wider audience. Yeah. And so, <laughs> if,
2: if you're wondering like- why
1: we've kind of strayed off of football
2: a little bit, this is why. But I don't know. if <laughs> <laughs> We're, yeah, not we're, doing, we're, we're not sponsored by Google. We're clients.
0: finessing that uh algorithm. <laughs> we, gotta say, we gotta say those those hot words, those words here, the algorithm. Yeah. We will anyway. <laughs> we will shamelessly plug anything for a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um let's hit the other major situation this week with Henry Ruggs the third drinking and driving um late uh uh was it Sunday? Tuesday. That no, was Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday.
1: 156 Tuesday morning, Miles an hour. 156. Smashes
0: into a Rav4, kills. Uh, was it the driver? 23 year old girl. 23 year old girl. He is now arrested in jail, DUI, uh, resulting in a death, so on and so forth. His Raiders released him. I think we can all agree it was a terrible tragedy, not just for the person who lost their life, but for his family as well. He does have a young daughter um, Mm -hmm. who now has uh, won't be able to have her dad around. But 22 years old in Vegas, you know, like Jared, you said they do Uber rides for these guys.
3: Yeah, the team provides free Uber rides.
0: Exactly. Plus, he can afford one himself. So, what are you guys' thoughts on this? I know it's a sad situation, but like, is there any? Any concern for maybe, you know, uh, one of the big things, too, was when they moved to Vegas that these young guys would be put in the middle of, you know, gambling and all this the stuff. Nightlife stuff. Do you think that may have Vegas. played a role into it. Or is this something that we've seen before throughout the league?
1: I didn't think – I didn't think about the Vegas connection. I'm not sure if that plays a, a factor, but that's something to think about. I mean, there's just, like – like, what do you say? There's no excuse. Like, there's so many things in place just in general to stop, you know, or just your general conscience. Don't get in the car when you're fucked up driving 150 miles down the road at three in the morning. Like, but especially for an athlete, when you have all of these resources, yeah, it's just it's sad for everybody involved. And several lives were affected for. You know, I agree for that family. family. Possibly forever, yeah. And the family, like, can you imagine? Oh, my
3: just God. Because this
1: guy was just strut. It's just terrible. So,
0: Yeah, a guy with everything, tons of money, has everything, smashes into your car, kills you. And he's – you know what I mean? Like, it's just so unnecessary. He had everything going for him.
2: I think it's inexcusable because at this – as you mentioned, you know, I – each person varies differently, and I think that each situation varies as well. But for someone who was a first-round pick, for someone who had such a bright future, and who was really, you know, if we looked at this last year, was actually carving out a role. A lot of us were kind of thinking that, you know, it was a bit up in the air with Henry, but he was carving out a role for himself in this situation. You know, that's, that's on the field. Off the field, you have a team, I think one of you mentioned, that was paying for Ubers. Even in a situation where you're thinking of driving, a lot of people, I've heard ridiculous responses like, well, I'd much rather just kind of see if I can get my, har- my car home instead of, you know, paying the 20 God. bucks for me. It is inexcusable at that point when you even, and as selfish as this sounds, when you have someone else paying for your ride home as well. In, regardless of that, you are also a, a football player. You have the resources, but the biggest thing to consider is you are a father. You are Mm -hmm. a father to a child and you are risking, you killed someone else because of your reckless abandon. And now your child is probably not going to grow up with you in the picture.
3: Yeah. That is
2: inexcusable to me. I, and as dark a turn, this takes, it is something that needs to be discussed because this, what was he? 23, 22. Mm -hmm. 22 you're recognized as an adult and if you have a daughter you need to be a dad you need to be putting forth a good example this this does nothing it doesn't do anybody any good and you could have easily avoided it at no expense to yourself ridiculous i, I to be honest with you i it kind of it, it infuriates me because it's thrown away so much for not just him, but for the family who lost the, the loved one. Mm-hmm. So that's my take on it.
1: Bit of a dark episode this week.
0: <laughs>
1: dark times. It's just, yeah, it's just the situation that happened this week. It's
3: crazy.
2: Yeah. I think we all agree. To
0: talk about OBJ? <laughs> I'll just quit. We'll swap it over real fast. Hashtag Stop OBJ. Stop with OBJ.
3: Stop that. <laughs> what were you going to say, Josh?
0: Um, uh yeah i follow him on snapchat and um he always posts stuff like videos and like our like the, that night or like that monday night he had posted like a video of his like kid like playing with her and then he was at top golf and like you know every night i kind of just go through my you know snapchat thing i saw it and then it's like i woke up the next morning nice they say you know that happens and it's like like you know like it, it's just crazy because like he always posts really cool stuff he seems like a really nice guy mm-hmm. but then like you see this and it's like you know wow. it's only it's only one you only get one one view of what's going on on the social medias and then they turn around and he acts like that which is like them said completely inexcusable so um yeah we you know uh, uh uh prayers out to to the family to in his family as well and uh you know let's hopefully get this behind us and uh, we do a better job of uh, making trying to prevent these as much as possible. So don't drink and drive, anyone listening. First and foremost. Never. Moving on, though, I think yeah, let's go ahead and talk about this OBJ crap because we've been <laughs> been firing it up on the on the on the social on our uh, chats and everything. Um, <laughs> Jared, go ahead and air out all your crap. I want to hear it. Let's let's go. Let's go.
3: Odell Beckham has been nothing but a saint since he's been in Cleveland. He's done nothing but go to practice. Go to work. right oh. <laughs> not starting the game, get missed by Baker Mayfield, and then get,
0: get hurt. Crapped on. Okay, let me let me. I'll moderate
1: this one because I'm even though I'm like I used to be like an, an OBJ like super fan. I'm just kind of the middle road at this point. Josh, what is what is your counter to that? Like what? Because I I, cause I, tend, I... <laughs> I tend to agree with Jarrett. Like he hasn't really been a diva. You don't really hear that with about him right now.
0: My thing with OBJ. First and foremost is, I, I know Trevor's a little bit more fired about it than I am. I honestly was just trying to give you some shit. The biggest thing with me is more of his performance on the field. Um, don't get me wrong, Baker is ass. I agree with you. Odell Beckham Jr. is a good wide receiver. He, uh, uh, but I just you just give him this elite status that he's simply not that. He's not elite. He's not this Devontae Adams, D Hop. Uh, Fuck, he's not even Terry McLaurin, he's man. Kiddie, Terry McLaurin's got more promise
3: than him. If you didn't have so he, Mayfield, then this Browns off.
1: So, so right before, before he was before he was traded to the Browns, like he was having the best start to a to a career as more, a better start to an NFL career as a wide receiver than anyone by every statistic. He looked, he was like the gold standard for wide
3: receivers for like three years. So everyone wanted an OBJ.
0: I guess. I was never on the hype train. Um, <laughs> my biggest it's thing not, is this.
1: It's not, an, real quick, it's not an I guess.
0: Like, his numbers just speak for
1: themselves.
3: It, it was just remarkable. And then he goes to Cleveland, where they are run
0: Goes heavy. to Cleveland.
3: Don't give a shit about O'Day. But, oh, even,
0: but I, I was a Jarvis owner last year, and I watched every game before his injury. And he would just straight up not perform, even when he's thrown to even when he's starting to, he's dropping shit left and right. He's not performing. Mm-hmm. He kept getting hurt. His value isn't there anymore. That's why they, well, first of all, I will say this too. The Browns are a terrible franchise. I guarantee you they probably had a great deal yesterday and they just didn't take it out the trade deadline. I get that. But at the same time, like, you know, they probably were asking, uh, they are probably asking for a lot more than what he's actually worth. And Falling in that same hype like you're saying right now. I just, he's a piece, but he's nothing more than like a wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Yeah, put him in a better system. I think he'll be a little bit better, but he's not going to go back to what he was at on the Giants at all.
1: I think, um, so from my perspective, and either of you can say anything, or Ben, Ben's been a little quiet about this. He just doesn't seem to care. If, I do really. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we figured. If, um, I was looking at James Robinson updates. Stop. He's not playing this week. James Robinson too, but yeah. So here's what I think happened with Odell. And this is what happens sometimes when you make a big trade. You feel forced to make them work. Like the Giants with Saquon, when they took him at number two, like it has to work out. Otherwise you look like an idiot. And so that is real. Like you, you take some, You, and they trade a first round pick for Odell the Browns. Mm-hmm. So they were... Force feeding him the ball. And it felt like Baker was trying to get him the ball just because it's Odell Beckham, not because that was what the play looked like. Um, and that can hurt everybody. That hurts his numbers. That hurt, like, I think I had him too at the beginning of last year. He was getting like 12 targets a game. They're not good targets. You're just like, oh, that's Odell Beckham. Let me throw it over there. Maybe I'll make a play. Not like, a lot of times this year where his dad did you see the video his dad posted. Mm-hmm. i think that's <laughs> that what off. started that's what, like what started this whole thing now there's like some bad blood not really even baker's, feel- Odell. baker's, it's a, it's baker's baker and then like oh like odell's senior but <laughs> those videos that he posted like then he makes a good point like baker just wasn't seeing him for whatever reason he wasn't making the right throws and it's been kind of the knock on Baker that he just doesn't see the field very well and it's all like manufactured from play action and the amazing offensive line and run game that they have with Kevin Zufanski so I think if if like if they had better chemistry right from the beginning and it wasn't like forced like here's this diva because he was a diva when he came to Cleveland he's kind of mellowed down but here's this guy this enigmatic player that we have to get involved um as opposed to like we drafted this really talented wide receiver in the second round like we're going to work him into the offense I think that makes a difference so I think it's more that than anything else I'll stop
2: rambling and let you guys hash it out so as much as I find it fun to give Jared crap about saying that Odell should be a Dove spokesman because he's washed. I do think that he still has talent. And I do think that should the right situation come along, he could really contribute. It did start as, as you mentioned, Micah, a situation where you felt as though you owed him targets or the offense did recently. Well, once he was out for the rest of the year, last year, once he was out for the entire season, they of kind of games. realized they kind of realized what they were developing so that relationship between baker and jarvis really started to connect they had that they have an unstoppable rushing offense they have that o line so they do have the pieces there it felt as though obj being out for the season allowed them to move on with him still on the team and so it gets; it does get to a point where Baker is almost blatantly ignoring him. But he he found something that worked last year, and it worked really well for them. To the point where I think they they're a bit scared to integrate such a talent back into the offense. So when it all comes down to what is the most beneficial for all parties, I think it is simply just a fresh start. Cut him. Yeah. So him. It, it really again. <laughs> As I was saying earlier, it's fun when Derrick Henry is doing big things in the NFL. It's also fun when Odell is making highlight catches in the NFL and being the Odell that we all saw and were promised. Mm-hmm. He's a fantastic talent, and I think that in the right situation, he will be a phenomenal talent. He's still, what, 27, 28 years old? still got a lot left. Below 30. I, yeah, no, I him in, him in the correct situation will bring – just another superstar back to the NFL. He just needs that chance. And I don't think that also he is not a Cleveland guy. You look at OBJ, you're not thinking, yeah, that man really embodies the Cleveland attitude, the, you know, the, the work hard middle-class sort of grind out work day. No, he's a flash LA, New York, big market kind of diva player that does, you know, requires or you demands attention. So you needed know, that, huh, Josh? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's, but it's true though. It's he—he he needs the bright lights. He doesn't need well. He doesn't want Cleveland. He wants the pageantry. He wants like the the that idea that he's this enigmatic, enigmatic player. He wants to be the center of attention with his flashy catches and all that. So I mean, it's fit offense, just brand new start would really benefit everybody.
1: It's just fitting a square peg into a round hole, and it goes yeah. both ways. You take Odell off the Browns; he plays better. You take Odell on the sidelines, and the Browns' offense is better. It's just yeah. a horrible, horrible fit. And I do want to backtrack because I said that he was the gold standard for a few years, and Antonio Brown and Julio were definitely better at the time. Yeah. But he did look um, like he was up there. He's just so he was just so so good, and then and they try to force him into this offense that didn't really want him and he didn't want to be there and it just didn't it's not working on both ends he needs to go
3: somewhere else um and that's that now that gold standard is Kadarius Tony and now teams are going to try <laughs> and with that <laughs> i think we can
0: move on to something else are you delusional
3: kadarius oh tony gosh. is the next big receiver heard is it here first
2: surreal? Are Jared, you was
1: dumb?
3: To, Jared was trying to. Are tell you actually that,
1: dumb? <laughs> Jared was telling me that Kadarius Tony was reaching Odell Beckham rookie year status.
3: Just look at the man. <laughs> look at look
2: the He's so Odell, shit. Odell had a like laceration coaching? on his hand.
3: He got stuffed on. He's fine. He's going to play. Just give him the target. You sure
1: it wasn't from when <sighs> he punched a guy in the
0: helmet?
3: No, he missed. That's why it's not from that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why
0: are you justifying this? Did you guys see yeah, Matt Ryan? Really- you see Matt Ryan bleeding out on the field after he got his. Head he also stepped got on. Stepped yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, dude, that was fucking gory out. as hell. That was ho- it, <laughs> it was, was like Bleeding out, and he's just he's just tapping his like white pants, just covering it in blood. I'm just like, God damn, Matt Ryan. It was Halloween. Take a timeout. It was, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I was
2: like, damn it, Ryan, that's gonna stain. Yeah, okay.
0: that. that, yeah, that Already.
2: Weekend with the injuries as well. So, all right.
0: Um, so let's just quickly move on to a next quick segment. Uh, we made it to the midway point in the season. I just want to get your guys's any big surprises, letdowns, things you saw coming, predicted, uh, going into this season that have so far, um, influenced you in a way or, uh, made an observation on it. Um, any of you got anything that's, uh, really on your mind, uh,
2: in terms of that, Ben? So... Josh, you're gonna love this, and Jared, you're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. When Jared and I were driving down to Tennessee for the draft <laughs> on the weekend, what was the the question that I had uh, that I asked you, Jared? It was the why did Kudas take AJ Dillon in the seventh round? That that was a question for when we were driving back. That was the entire yeah. <laughs> nonetheless. On the way down to the draft, I asked Jared, who is the one player that you know you should draft, you can't but you just trigger. for some reason can't pull the trigger on, and you know they're going to prove you wrong at the end of the year? And my, my answer was Jalen Waddle.
3: Jalen Waddle.
2: And, I mean, look at him. You know, he's, he's really coming into his own now. So it's not a surprise, but it's just annoying that I have to come to terms with that. Because mm-hmm. he is looking really good. I know there's a few, you know, you've got Gesicki and you've got uh, Devontae Parker there still. But Waddle is proving to be a value.
3: <laughs> no, uh, not you, Shane. Uh,
2: well, Gesicki <laughs> and Devontae Parker. But Jalen Waddle is proving me right in the wrong way. So that that's kind of one the of the end. biggest that I have. I think yeah, it's still so, a little you know,
3: surprising, though, just because of Tua's performance. Because I don't think anyone coming into the season expected Tua to make that jump. There was not yeah. that much confidence in Tua to become that quarterback. But he's kind of growing into kind of his own right now.
1: Is he that quarterback? He hasn't really No, all that I don't is. think
3: so. But I think, well, Jacoby the Rissette's Dolphins don't even better. think. The Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins they the Dolphins were are... eyeing Deshaun Watson and didn't make a move. Now it's awkward as hell. The Dolphins <laughs> are yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, we were garbage. just
0: checking. They play yeah, this week too. Oh,
3: they do! <laughs> Remember that when the Dolphins sense. won?
1: The Dolphins won ten games last year. They're one in seven, and they traded their first round pick to get Jalen Waddle. Like yeah. they're just a I think surprise. this could
3: be a surprise. A letdown, with the Chiefs cool. as well. Absolutely. They're still last Dolphins. in their division, right? Yeah,
1: they are. And the Dolphins, I did not expect them to be one in seven. No, they played the Jaguars, the Falcons, the Colts, no offense, and the Raiders, and they're one in seven.
2: Hey, we're not bad. We're just bad against good teams.
1: And their only win is at New England in week one. Like, how do you win in Foxborough and then seven straight losses? They actually could have lost. Uh,
3: the Patriots fumbled the ball in the last possession in, this, in the red zone, I'm pretty You're sure. Right. Yeah.
1: That was a long puzzle. It's already week nine. We're coming up on week nine.
3: Oh, no, I don't want football to end.
0: <laughs> um, I think my the two teams that have surprised me the most um, were the Titans and the Cardinals. I know the Cardinals got a lot of hype in the offseason, picking up JJ Watt and everything. I did not buy into it. I thought it was a stupid move, and he's hurt, so proved me right. But they had an amazing start. They're undefeated, um, or they were undefeated up until this week. Um, you know, they, they really shocked me, surprised me. I didn't think they were going to be that good, especially in the division that they're in with the Rams and the Seahawks and the Niners. Uh, but they really came out. Um, they look really good. And for the AFC, uh, the Titans, although they just lost Terry Cameron, like we said, so that's, they're probably going to go well, back regress down. a little bit, but um, you know, even though they took a loss to the Jets, they were able to pull off a big win against the Bills, beat the Chiefs. Um, that really shocked me. Derrick Henry was, was dominating. Uh, I was not high on the Titans at all. I thought they were extremely overrated going in, even with the additions of Julio. Um, but, uh, yeah, those two teams probably uh, surprised me the most. Um, obviously, we can do easy ones like the Bengals. I mean, they came out of nowhere, uh, but that's mostly because yeah. – Jamar
1: Chase is a beast, but uh, and then they uh, lost the Jets, Chase and then they lost, <laughs>
0: they the,
1: lost the Jets. <laughs> I'll do the um, other thing real quick. The other thing real quick, I wanted to say about the Rams, and I talk about them all, pretty much every week. But when they got Matthew Stafford, it was like we know Jared Goff was bad and Matthew Stafford's good and just kind of was sheltered in Detroit, but to see it like come together and how good they look on both sides of the ball, like. I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people expected that, but to just see it, like, play out in front of you is, is nice to see. And um, I, hate the Detroit, I hate the Lions, except for 14-and-a-half. Like, with a passion, they just were – I just hated them in the same division as the Bears. But always respected Matt Stafford, and he was always under-respected because he played for the, the Lions. Yeah. But he's getting the respect he deserves now, and I'm happy for him.
2: One of the quickest – surprises just want to surprise – no, go ahead, Ben. Well, I was going to say one of the biggest surprises for all of us, and I think everybody can agree, is uh, Cooper Cup. Oh just, yeah.
0: Oh my god. I mean, we thought it. We Fuck so that. we thought
2: the office. We thought the receivers would really get the boost, but good, good golly, Miss Molly, so one so Come on. So I mean, I. Um, no,
0: go on. I was just going to say. I mean, I think we all kind of thought. Stafford was going to revitalize that offense, but I thought it'd be a lot more spread out, but holy shit. Yeah. He's, he loves Cooper cup. Because they eat breakfast together. <laughs> oh, that's, what, Where's Robert, what's Woods, Robert Woods doing? Where's his, no, where's his invite? Man, Jefferson. Yeah, Jefferson, man, Jefferson.
2: Man,
3: man, <laughs> man, Jefferson gets more loose than Robert Woods. Big boob. They have something against Robert Woods. They're just so good. Free Robert Woods.
2: <laughs> and then the last two things I'll say for the t- the two teams quickly that have surprised me this year are both nfc teams the washington football team i thought they would be let you know, down the defense yeah.
1: looks so bad like they look no terrible reason.
2: and the saints i thought the saints were going to be lost they i mean they're but it's funny because they're a different team every week so we never really know what to expect with them but nonetheless a surprise uh james winston had a you know rest in peace this season but you know, was really kind of getting his career back on track there. So, you know, well, I'm yeah. more excited to watch the Saints moving forward than I am the Washington football team, but both of those turnouts have kind of surprised me.
0: All right. Real quick, then, rapid fire. If there's one player that's let you down the most, non injury wise, which player would it be?
2: Carson Wentz.
0: <laughs> you set your standards
3: you you're set your bar too high for Carson he can't jump that high anymore
2: he's fine he just makes some boneheaded plays and that costs us games and he does that not fine.
3: every game though every
1: game
2: I know uh, I just I focused my, on the good stuff
1: can my answer be a coach that's disappointed me
2: yeah sure yeah. thing I think we all know the answer I don't have to say it <laughs> <laughs> one who must not be named See, um, I I'm set my here. bar too high for Carson. Micah set his bar too low.
1: No, because I didn't. we knew
2: this was happening.
1: No, I did not set my bar too low. I'm I'm my shocked biggest, at how low the bar could go from that. That guy. man is
2: a former coach of the year
0: with your team. You guys were all about him, like in 2018, 2017, too. Well, you were, the problem
1: was you were you, sucking was, him off. No, 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 no. He's a very good players' coach. The the guys love him. And he's a very good, like, personal leader guy. He's a good leader. He's a very good leader in that sense. But he just he is like a like a czar. He just takes over everything on the offensive side of the ball. He is not a good play caller. Ooh. And he has run the offense I and like Justin that. Fields and anybody niche into the ground. And he won't give it up and he won't take any responsibility nope. for that. So he's like holding an entire franchise by the balls and won't let go. But in, like, 2018, when everything was going well, he would, like, will them to some wins because Mitch couldn't do anything. But the offense was bad, too. We just didn't know if it was Mitch or Matt Nagy, and it's, like, both.
3: Our defense carried us that year. And the defense 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 was insane. Oh, the second-best
0: defense, defense.
3: yeah. (laughs) No, the
1: best defense. (laughs) The
0: best defense defense that year. Second-best defense. No, the best best best.
2: defense. Wasn't it the Patriots that year? No, No, it was uh, the Ravens.
0: No, it, it was the Bears. No, it wasn't. Scoring, <laughs> Go look lines. it up. Go look it up. <laughs> it was the Total Bears. defense, Ravens were number one. Bears. Uh, my biggest letdown um, is going to be Ronald Jones. Um, I really, really thought he would still be somewhat relevant this year. I didn't think that would take over as much as he did, considering he struggled a lot last season. But, yeah, Ronald Jones regressed big time. He's an afterthought on that offense. He gets put in for a few rushing plays um i know lenny was good on that playoff run for the books but i still felt like ronald jones was going to be some kind of contributor you know breaking off big runs like he did last year but yeah he uh definitely let me down um in a few other fantasy leagues but uh yeah to say the least i didn't take him early or anything but you know late edition thought he would be something but definitely let me down anyway moving on i think it's that time of the pod to go to Pick'ems. Let's go. Let
2: me
3: get it pulled up real quick. I, I had a best week, right? I was tied for the best week. What I do is what I do. Go.
2: Well, Alrighty. This up, I think we can establish that every single pick that I take, well, for the most part, I would go against. Um, we are starting to the talk fade to I, yeah, I'd like to talk to the waiver show about getting the Ben's weekly don't stream them, where I pick (laughs) someone who I think is going to do really well. And then because I pick them, you should go the other way. So that should apply to betting as well. I just want to clarify this now. I love that. Same with me and any running back that I pick. (laughs) Me and any receiver I pick. See, look at that, Micah. Yeah, second. You and I are the same. (laughs) <laughs> you made it at um,
0: dumb? It
2: picks. It was,
0: uh picks. Whose, whose lock was the only one I hit again? Remind whose lock is
3: only I hit? Who else?
1: It was it's Jared. It was
0: Jared. Hey, technically, technically. <laughs> if we only listen to the pod,
3: <laughs> my log
0: also. Micah, like, uh, Micah. No, uh, we tweeted
3: out the lock parallel no. and your pick was Bucks minus four.
0: Yeah, I always yeah, say to go with your guys. My gut was two and a half. Cowboys two um and a half. So. So quickly, we'll go over week eight records. Uh, Jared and Kunis were tied at first at eight and seven. I came in at third at seven and eight. And then Ben and Micah rounded out the bottom two at five and ten. Nice. So, yeah. Uh overall, Micah,
2: alphabetically. <laughs> yes.
0: Overall, Jared and Kunis are in the lead, tied at first. I'm in third, Micah at fourth, and Ben in last. Um, moving on to this week, though, we got some good ones. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like there's some easier ones this week. To say, yes. Um, let's go ahead and dive into, let's go get some loner picks right here. I'm going to pick on the Thursday night game. First of all, Jared is a hundred percent on Thursday night games. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This week he's going Jets plus 11 along with to me. me and Micah. Ben. Colts minus 10. <laughs> You're alone on this one so far. Um, you have faith in the, faith in the, <laughs> faith, the, in the faith in the, faith uh, in the Colts. blue horseshoe? Big blue. <laughs> Blow. Yes. Blue. <laughs> I
2: do have, I do have faith in us. I do. I think our, I think our secondary has been a bit um, questionable at times, but I don't think we're going to give Mike White enough time. If you guys watch, I want you guys to look out for Dio Dengbo. Look out for that name. Guy you guys drafted
3: is, this year?
2: Yeah, second rounder out of Vanderbilt. The man's wingspan is like Giannis's. He's just a completely disproportionate. Just massive arms. And then on top of that, you have Dfo, you have Quiddy Pay, you have Grover Stewart. So our, our defense, our D-line is going to get after the QB. I think we're going to be able to shut All them right. down. And I think that if we can – one of the biggest benefits about Indiana or the Colts' defense is we're really good at limiting the short yardage. It's what Mike White Thrive done last week. So that is where, you know, the deep plays, if we can limit those, then I think we have a chance to easily cover that. And I think that our defense, okay. I think our offense is going to get really pissed off and actually start to really work things through our running games. Ridiculous. So Jonathan yeah, a, is gonna it's going to run all over of- the jets. Lots of optimism
0: from the Colts fan on that one. Um, I'm going to the
2: game as well, so I have to think Oh, there
0: you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, Moving on, we got another loaner pick. Uh, Let's pick on Jared. Let's do it. Jared. Let's do after it. after saying all this shit about the Browns, you're going plus two and a half against Get the Bengals. Me. The rest of us are going Bengals minus two and a half. Why? After me. all of this, OBJ might even, is not even going to be playing, and yet if, you're still going with the Browns.
3: Regardless of the OBJ situation, I think this is the Baker is pissed game. I think Baker and Kevin Stefanski are going to oh, cook up this. Oh, <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> Baker's <laughs> mad. I think. <laughs> I think Baker's gonna come out and show out why he should be a starting quarterback in this league, and Miles Garrett is gonna eat all up on Joe Burrow. He's
0: just shit on this <laughs> guy all day, and now you're like,
3: he's gonna
1: prove, <laughs> he's gonna prove himself, but he's still shit. Jared, yeah, this needs. To I be have to walk. pick
3: the right pick. No, I have to make sure I make the right picks, and I can't have okay. any bias. So rounds plus two and a half. Give it to me. Bengals and the, and the Bengals just 10. lost to the Jets, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, they're gonna be even more they're gonna be even more uh uh fired up. All right, uh Micah, uh go ahead and uh, give us your lock of the week.
1: Yeah, sorry guys, I gotta I gotta head out a little bit early. Um do I have any oh, loners?
0: Yeah. Are there any loners or anything that I've got this week? Um on the, buh, 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 buh. On the board that you let me have?
1: see so I can defend myself, if need be. I kind of like my picks. Uh, no,
0: actually, you're you're pretty much with the crowd this week. Uh, no real learners. Wow, There's some 50-50s. being a sheep. Um, okay, I'll bring up this one then. Uh, You took Chiefs minus 7.5 on the list that you created. What is wrong with you people? Did you not You, last week?
3: <laughs> you and Ben
0: took them. Me and Ben. Yeah, i Jared, Jared said
2: uh, they'd cover the spread.
3: I asked, but I did not take them. I'm skipping
1: Packers that one. But yeah, we um, the, took Giants. The, the, I'm just Jordan Love is so bad. I'm just I can't bring my Oh, okay. Patrick Mahomes right now. But so is the
0: Chiefs' defense.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, all right, who's your lock? It's gotta happen.
1: One of these games don't show up. My lock is i'm sorry to take this from you josh Ravens six minus six against the vikings oh the kirk, kirk cousins is not a good football player i like the ravens a lot they're coming off the bye they're well rested this Ooh. seems like a game where they're just gonna run all over the vikings they're gonna oh, control the block. Uh, quickly yeah, yeah.
0: I'll quickly add: the Ravens have the second best record coming off a of bye since their inception as a franchise. They're like, they're like third, uh, uh, like forty and forty and like eight or something. The Ravens like have all those type almost, of
1: records, all those like yeah. big records. And John Harbaugh yeah, too. John Harbaugh's just a good coach. He gets them ready to go. So I don't like the Vikings' defense. They have a pretty bad rushing defense. And obviously, yeah. the Ravens' offense and the Ravens. Rushing offense, so they're going to control the ball. They're going to run it right down their throats. They just have to control um, Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. And I guess Adam Thielen. but, you know, I, th- he'll I just – score a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, he'll score the touchdowns. I just need more. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Ravens minus six. All right. And uh, I will see you guys next I week. like it.
0: All righty. See you, Micah. Bye. Don't let the door hit you on the way out.
1: (laughs) It will. This is coming out your paycheck. As long as Miles Miles Gaskin's on my team, the door will find me.
0: (laughs) All righty. Moving on. Um, um, Yeah, he's He's gone. gone. We can finally talk shit. I hate him
2: so much, I'm shaking. (laughs) (laughs) Who
0: was that guy? (laughs) Who was that guy, All right, um, I'm just going to quickly go over the ones where we all picked the same uh, because those seem to be pretty successful um, in our overall record. Uh, We all went Dolphins minus 6.5. That one's self-explanatory. We all have Saints minus 6. We all are going Bills minus 14.5. So like that. All of us are hitting Chargers minus 2. And finally to round it out, we are all going Rams minus seven and a half, and we all are going. Okay, this might be a little. We're all going Bears plus six against the Steelers Monday Night Football.
2: All right, okay, I like Bears podcast now.
0: I like how Justin Fields looked. Um, I like how uh, uh, I like how uh, the play calling was happening without Matt Nagy. Maybe like they just don't let him call. Don't let him travel to Pittsburgh. (laughs) Yeah, and Pittsburgh's – Kind of garbage. So outside of Najee, obviously, Najee's gonna run all over your guys' defense.
2: So that's gonna be Jared. Yeah, is, <laughs> is Nagy coaching?
3: Uh, they didn't. He hasn't come. Came off like the COVID list yet. So uh, most likely, I think we're we'll here about it, hear, hear about it tomorrow, him coming off it. But I wish he wasn't coaching. I wish okay. he stay <laughs> away from Justin Fields.
0: Um. Here's a good one I just want to talk about. Raiders at Giants. Jared, you got Giants plus three. He and Ben went Raiders minus three. Micah, Giants plus three. I don't know why you're taking the Giants in this one. I, I think, think the Raiders, you know uh, even though what happened with Henry Ruggs, what happened with Gruden. I think they're going to come out of this bye firing all cylinders. I think they'll take out the Giants pretty easily. But uh, what do you see in the Giants outside of Kadarius Toney? <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I like their defense. Their defense played pretty well against the Chiefs and I mean, Patrick Mahomes. Huh. So it's not hard. hard. <laughs> yeah, not hard right now. They're so. on
0: rookie mode this season.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I either way, I liked what I see from the Giants defense. I think they can contain Derek Carr, can create some pressure up the middle with Leonard Williams. And Derek Carr does not do well with pressure. So I like the Giants at home to cover plus three. I like him. If they're All gonna right. lose, they're gonna lose if I feel goal. I push. Fine.
0: Fine. All right. Um so I think we hit all the ones that are very interesting. You guys want to go ahead and lock in your locks of the week? Who wants to yo, go yo, first? Yo.
3: I'll go first. Album. All right.
0: All right, Jared, what do you got?
3: My lock of the week is gonna be Chargers minus two.
0: Oh okay. you dick. Stealing <laughs> mine from last week. <laughs> this, time,
3: yourself. this time it's gonna hit because they need to win. They need to come out and prove that they are that top that they can be one of the top AFC teams because they looked they didn't look bad but they didn't necessarily look like themselves against the Patriots last week at home so I think this is their revenge game they're gonna their get right game and it's against the Eagles so Justin Herbert's gonna light him up
0: yeah he I I know Trevor gave me shit again on it you don't realize how many times his O-line screws him out of completions so many holding calls the thing is so many drops it's it's Mm -hmm. literally everyone but him and he's just he's just oh he's you just know, perfect he can really do so much <laughs> he's I know. just jesus
3: and shoulder pads um no but the thing is our own line was one of the better O lines to start the season and it's just weird to see them now kind of get sloppy like you said holding
0: it's just yeah
3: letting them go it's by so much just now
0: so much crap all right but i like it i had them last week and unfortunately the patriots came out and smacked them in the mouth but I did see a stat like his first game against the Patriots or his game against Patriots last year. He it was
3: struggled terrible. Widely.
0: So like so got yeah, Bill so got got his number. So, yeah. So, uh, I probably should have done some extra research on that, but, um, Ben, who do you got for your lock this week? And if you pick the Jags, I swear it's not going you're on. Done. The parlay. You're, <laughs> you're done. done. No, you're done. You're no, done.
2: We're, we're going the jet. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I actually am taking a little bit of well, I don't actually think it's that big of a reach, but I'm gonna go Bears plus six. And that's more of a a lack of a testament to the Steelers with how Big Ben is so immobile. I think that the Bears defense is good enough. I don't know if their secondary is that great against receivers, but I don't think that your front line, your D line is gonna give Big Ben enough time to find his people, unless he goes to Deontay or Chase Claypool, you know, Chase Claypool needs too much time to develop down the field. We've seen this. Um, If I, I feel a lot more confident about this lock if Matt Nagy isn't there. So really fingers crossed that he isn't, but yeah, I I don't know. I think you guys proved to me enough last week and I don't think that the Steelers are always that good in prime time. And I think that they really keep games close. So yeah, I'm going to go bears plus six.
3: I love the pick.
2: Love pick.
3: the pick. Don't, don't take that
0: personally. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> that's All so- right. <laughs> I'm gonna round this little four legger out because Kunis did not get his lock in in time, but that's fine. Maybe we need a maybe we need to go back to a four legger just to get this going. Yeah, get it going. My pick though is going to be Rams minus seven and a half against the Titans at home. Wow. They just lost Derrick Henry. Uh, The defense just got Von Miller. They're going to eat Tannehill alive. They're going to eat whoever they plug in at running back. Yeah, they got Julio. Yeah, they got A.J. Brown. But Jalen Ramsey's playing, I hate to say it, he's playing pretty good football right now. (laughs) I love the Rams, minus seven and a half. Um, I love that. They've also just been been hitting the spread like crazy. So (laughs) the Stars have aligned. I'm going Rams, minus seven and a half. Um, if someone can get me some odds up on it real fast. Getting it right now. Um, just to quickly review, Micah, Ravens minus six. Jared, Chargers minus two. Ben, Bears plus six. And then I'm rounding it out with Rams minus seven and a half. Jared, what are the odds? What do we got?
3: You got yourself a four-pick parlay at plus 1,258 odds. Tend to win one hundred twenty-five dollars. That's a little, nice little payday. On it's Sunday. been a little,
0: it's been a little rough lately, but I'm gonna honestly like say that this one feels really, really, really good. I like I this really, one a lot. Honestly, I think it, I think we needed to change it up like this. We don't have no jags on it and shit like that. So no more panthers. <laughs> no more panthers. We got this. I'm putting some money on it. Oh, I'm putting. All right, boys. Let's go. All right, boys. uh, Anyone got any closing thoughts before we wrap up the pod for tonight? Emmanuel
2: Sanders let me down.
3: (laughs) Odell Beckham. (laughs) Odell. Free Odell. Let that man down.
2: Also, I think think AP takes over the backfield in Tennessee.
3: I don't think there's going to be an alpha in that backfield, to be honest. I think it's going to be – like his last season was in Detroit. I think it's gonna look very similar to that. Him and um I forgot who the other one was.
2: is it DeAndre Swift?
3: Was it Swift? Wait,
2: yeah, else? it was last year. Swift yeah, last year it was...
3: was Swift. And yeah, AP. Adrian
0: Peterson. Yeah, it was it was Swift A P and uh Um
3: Kerryon Johnson.
0: Uh, yep, Carry on Johnson. Oh, because I was a Swift owner last year. Yep. Yeah. I have but... no idea where Carry On Johnson is. Hashtag oh, where is carry on? We got Johnson. cut. I
3: think last time I've seen. It. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag free oh obj. God. Hashtag where is carry on? Johnson. And um, that's,
0: closing that's thoughts. Yeah, closing <sighs> thoughts for me. Don't drink and drive. Obviously, take yes, care please, of your mental Donald. health. It's very important. There's two important lessons we learned this week. Um, definitely be safe. Um, Have your dad tweet uh, about you to get you kicked off your own team. Yes, <laughs> and LeBron. yes, that too. Rely on your and father LeBron. to. Get, yes yes get lebron to do everything for you LeBron <laughs> right, has to trade everyone it. in every sport <laughs> all right guys that's it for the not bad for a running pod uh week week nine um hope you all have a wonderful nfl sunday see ya.
2: you have to say it with the raspy voice not bad for a running pod, not bad for a running pod. <laughs> Merry christmas